Hello and welcome to the Daily Reprieve Podcast, where the sexaholic or sex addict can find experience, strength, and hope from those that have traveled this road ahead of us. This episode is produced in the spirit of the 12th step to carry the message to other sexaholics. Every effort has been made to remove full names of the speakers in these recordings. This is done in order to follow the 11th tradition regarding anonymity at the level of press, radio, television, and film. This podcast is self-supporting through contributions. If you enjoy listening to this podcast and would like to support The Daily Reprieve, please do so by going to GoFundMe.com, search for The Daily Reprieve, and click on Donate Now. Without further ado, please enjoy today's Daily Reprieve. Okay. Hi, my name is Sarah. I'm a sexaholic. Um, a couple months ago, I asked if I could speak today because I would have six months. Um, I thought it would help me stay sober to have this to do. Um, I'm reading what I want to share because I struggle to hold my thoughts together. Um, I want to mention I've been physically sick, kind of chronically lately, and I'm really scared about that and frustrated. Um, having to get ready to talk today was good because it keeps me tied in to essay when I want to fall away because of uh, being sick. And being sick weakens my resolve to be sober, too. Like, recently I found myself looking up things on my phone that are triggers for me, so I had to recommit to not doing that. Um, I want the light to win out, and that's what I feel like this program offers. I also want to live my life to the fullest. Uh, a phrase has been stuck in my head recently that someone said my dad liked uh, when my dad died a few years ago. Someone had told me that, and it's just, this is this is life, the very life of life. So I've been hearing that in my head, and I just, what it means to me is I, I don't want to waste any more time, you know, especially on the chance that something could be wrong physically. Um, I started out an essay for real, i say, maybe last June. I'm not really sure. Um, I had made a phone call to a woman, an essay, but I don't remember exactly why I called that particular day. Um, I'm guessing I was just at a point dry uh, sexually. I mean, kind of like how they say in AA. So I wasn't <clears throat> acting out, but it was like I was either going to give in and do that or get some real help. So it wasn't like I had just um, slept with someone or anything like that. It was more like over the couple of years before that moment, I had had an affair. My marriage was failing. I was isolated, um, been having disturbing fantasies. So that day I had talked to a woman in town by me, and that day we sometimes still called each other, although I had stopped going to SA and other S meetings, I think, at that point. Um, she passed along a list of numbers uh, of women in SA in Nashville. That's where her sponsor is. So I was scared, but I called somebody, and they ended up um, suggesting that I call their sponsee. And so that's what I got for my sponsor. So um, I want to qualify myself a little bit. I tend to worry I don't qualify or belong here. Um, sorry, I got kind of lost. <clears throat> uh, because I'm female or I didn't watch a lot of pornography or have enough sexual behaviors, Because, um, except actually I really do. I have a long history of really problematic and worsening sexual issues, and 
I didn't watch a ton of porn because the kind of what I wanted to watch is illegal. So I'd be afraid to get caught. Um, I'm looking for people to let me know they relate because it helps me feel like I do belong. I feel like I'm more at risk of quitting or dropping out. Um, I feel ashamed of stuff. I look up on my phone and I'm glad I have this program to catch me before it goes too far. Movies can also be really triggering and stick in my head certain stories that pop up on my email account. Um, like I say, I don't know exactly why I called that day, but I see it like I had needed the help for a long time, and it was just another call. I mean, I had reached out for help previously, too. I had been to some essay meetings and other S meetings. Um, so I feel like the reason I stuck this time is more important than the reason I called that day, and I feel like that's because of my sponsor. Previously, I had come to essay and much more dramatically, too, with tears. That's really trying to not call this particular guy, um, but didn't stick. I felt really uncomfortable being there, very aware of being the only woman there. Um, so whereas I had done some essay, left, gone to other S groups, left, this time I landed with a sponsor who really helped me. Um, I'm not religious, but I feel like she's a gift from God. So I'm here probably because I felt like I could talk to her and I'm sort of somebody you can't really talk to anyone. Like, I don't trust people. Um, so she explained things, you know, and related to me, and I felt like I had that connection. So I wanted to keep coming back for that. Um, I have been trying to find connection in sex and affairs and darkness, um, but I started to find it in conversations with her and other women and listening to men, too, in meetings. So at first... Um, I wasn't sure, but what, what it is, it's really, I could relate to men almost just as much. Um, so it's a big motivation to me to resist temptation, um, the fact that it's hard to get sober. So trying to stop it in the middle of it, like trying to stop this particular affair when I was not done with it, I was really upset. Um, that was really rough. Like I remember being on my kitchen floor, clawing the ground, pulling out my hair, just nuts. Um, I try to remember that because I could easily relapse, and I don't want to go through that again. So I think it's easier to just stay sober. Um, also, when I'm acting out sexually, I feel like I lose rationality. I become really impulsive. I'm not a good mother, definitely not a good wife. It's scary. And I feel like it takes a long time before I get that rationality back. Um, so those are things I like to remember. For me, I feel like I can either act out, pull out, chase that high, and destroy myself and my marriage and my kids' lives, or I can stay sober. So acting out a little bit doesn't work for me. Um, you know, that's no fun. It's like having one drink or something. So I'm an alcoholic, too. Um, I struggled with compulsive masturbation. I got to the point where it wasn't fun anymore. It just hit this whole new level where I'd be upset by what my fantasies had become cry afterwards, feel terrible, even evil, empty, unclean, unfit to be a mom and a wife. Uh, I remember masturbating in the bathroom at the YMCA in the girls' locker room. I didn't want to there, but I felt like I needed to right then. So that was my way to seek relief from feeling. And I'm in this stall, desperately trying to think my thoughts, tune out the kids, so I can have an orgasm quickly, get back out there, take my daughter swimming. I don't want to have to do that. That's compulsive masturbation. I feel cleaner and better about myself, especially as a mom, not doing that. Um, I'll get lost again. 
<clears throat> at my son's uh, fifth grade graduation a couple of years ago, I started having a bothersome fantasy looking around at people in the audience. My tendency was to scan for older men to get attention from, especially in large groups where I felt uncomfortable, like I don't belong, and other stuff started to creep into, too, into my fantasies that I was just not okay with. So it's a moral crisis for me. My bottom included some really dark stuff that I'm just unable to tolerate. I was not abused as a kid, but I was really unhappy, very lonely, didn't feel like I fit in at home or school, and I can trace back violent sexual fantasies to age five. So I had to give up masturbation. I mean, I knew I had to give up my affair or any affairs with men or women, but it took a minute to really understand that for me, masturbation had to go too. And that was scary to give up, but it seems like the right thing and a protective factor against acting out with others. It was no longer isolated or harmless. It felt like it was harmful to me and other people. It just had escalated too far. I don't think I can go back from that, so I had to stop. And I'm grateful that you guys showed me how. Another way, different tools to use, a variety of tools that work better rather than one tool that really doesn't work that well. I mean, I see how I was looking for a connection in addition to a high, and it didn't work. I didn't find it in acting out. I might have thought I did for a few moments, but then poof, it was gone. Really, I was also looking for a connection to myself, how to love myself, because I've spent a lot of time hating myself, and that's a really painful way to live. So I did have that big affair, which my husband is still not over, which I can't blame him. And that's the reason to not act out again, too, because the consequences suck, and I can't take it back, and I have to face it, and I don't want to. <laughs> I had thrown myself at a man uh, 15 years older than me at an AA meeting, a stranger. We had what I call a crack cocaine sexual encounter, which my brain probably won't forget. But then all sorts of terrible things happened. I mean, it got to the point where I told him I love him. I probably knew I didn't, but I needed my drug, so I said it. I happened to have met someone who probably had their own issues, too. I'm very selfish. I just wanted what I wanted on my terms. Um, for the two or three, maybe great, in quotes, times with this man, there were many more bad times where I felt awful, suicidal even, really guilty, uh, scared because I had kind of considered dragging my kids to live with them, which is crazy, and uh, screws up my kids' security. So I've always blown in the wind from guy to guy, sometimes a woman, briefly. My kid's dad is in prison for a sex crime. But now my kids are stable because of my husband, and I want to keep that for them and for me to learn intimacy emotionally, too, so that I can be successful in my marriage and role model that for my children. I hurt my husband really badly, and now I'm trying to do better in my marriage. It's hard because I seem to have enough trouble myself, but if I don't give something, then I'll lose him. He's threatened divorce five to ten times. I wasn't trying for a long time, and I'm not sure how hard I'm trying now. I need motivation and encouragement, and I find that here. I have plenty of other sexual behaviors to qualify myself, but I'll just list them quick because I want to focus on the solution and my gratitude for what you guys have taught me. I really do feel like I was saved here, given a second chance at life, taught how to get through a day sober how to try something different in my relationship with my husband, kids, family, 
So I'll live promiscuity, seeking attention at AA and hooking up with people there, meeting my current husband on a sex site and acting out with him, falling to the stranger in these encounters rather than focusing on my husband, seeking attention from older men but also lusting after beautiful women, and behaviors which have affected my kids, like shuffling them off to possibly unsafe babysitters so I can act out or have a stranger in our house. When my dad died a few years ago, I immediately tried and did act out sexually to numb the pain. So I'm grateful for a new way and grateful I feel that way because for a long time I felt I don't get to act out. Now I see I don't have to. Yeah, I don't get to have the highs, just like I don't get to drink alcohol, but I don't have to pay the price, deal with the consequences, and I get to learn how to really enjoy life and be present in my life and with people. I struggle with that, but I'm learning. Emotional sobriety is important to me, and being able to help my kids with their emotions if possible is important to me. My eight-year-old daughter struggles with big feelings at school. I didn't know that until recently because I've been volunteering every week. I can't help her with that if I'm acting out sexually or emotionally. So I'm working at handling my feelings better, understanding what they are, not being codependent, that kind of thing, and starting to see how, how I was raised is totally influence, influencing how I'm raising my kids. Some of that's really painful to look at, but it's helpful to understand as well. I couldn't see any of that before. I also have a 12-year-old son, and he's had a number of girlfriends already and seems really interested in being cool, acting out to some degree in school, and I just want to do better by him be there for him as much as possible. And I need God for that. I'm not religious, but I saw what it says in the big book of AA to some degree, the quote where it says, be quick to see where religious people are right. Sometimes I even bring my daughter to church because she wants to go. I do seek spirituality in various ways, and I'm looking to develop that. I need it, and I want it. Currently, I have a due date to work on my step two formally by this Sunday, which is helpful to me. Deadlines really help me. Sometimes I just don't do anything unless I have one. Same thing with commitments at meetings. It's like, thank God, because otherwise I wouldn't go at times. It's really comforting to me to have things in place, have accountability. My sponsor keeps telling me nice things about myself in addition to making suggestions for possible changes. Encouragement really helps me to be motivated to work on the other stuff. I sometimes see an image of being in a deep, dark hole in the ground with my sponsor and these two other women I talk to sometimes up at the top, looking down, throwing me a rope or showing me where the footballs are, how to get out, you know, and get into the sun, get into the light, live up there instead of in a hole. It's beautiful, and I'm grateful. I have tried to sabotage it or got weird. That's how I describe it. Get weird in my head a couple times with two of these people, and luckily, my sponsor directed me through both and was willing to work with me on both. And it felt good not to have to burn bridges, um, to be able to continue in connection. I don't want to throw people away anymore. I've done that my whole life, but then I'm alone. So I think the reason this program works for me is because I feel the love first. I feel related to and heard. And then I'm given direction, and suddenly I feel motivated and willing to try instead of being defensive. Being heard is really big for me. 
I have really struggled to find my place in the world. I can totally see in hindsight why I would go to addictions to relieve pain and express myself, but now I'm trying to meet my needs in reality and through spirituality. I admit that suggestions my family have made to me over the years have possibly been right after all, but I never felt heard or loved first, so I never tried them. I just felt hurt, angry, the need to dissociate um, or act out. I remember sharing with my mom that I was burning myself with cigarettes and she basically ignored it. I think she was trying to not give it attention, to not make it worse. But I wanted to hear, I'm sorry, honey, like you must be hurting a lot. And one time she said to me, and this was unusual, you know I care, right? And I thought, no, I actually don't. I can't feel it, you know. Um, But I can feel it here. That's the big deal. So today I celebrate six months being sexually sober. The last week has been really difficult because I've been so sick. And I've exhibited some, like, codependent behaviors. My marriage is struggling. But I've also made a lot of progress that I want to talk about. Yesterday, my husband and I had marriage counseling, which I hate. (laughs) I have a really hard time managing my emotions there, um, like lashing out or shutting down. In fact, I usually do shut down. Um, But I don't leave those sessions and want to act out anymore. Or I might have the thought that I'm not like, I don't feel so much at risk of doing it. So that's really good. Um, So yesterday I gave myself credit for trying something different. I went into that session thinking this is about my husband. He doesn't have a program or anyone that he talks to. And I'm not very nice to him. I want to learn how to be, but... At this time, I feel really triggered by him. So I hear things he's not necessarily saying, like, you're the bad one, or you're not doing anything good. So the wind goes out of my sail, and I want to give up. Um, But in session, he had become really emotional, and I did not comfort him. So, but when we left, I was able to say, well, let's grab coffee, just kind of like do something to reach out. Um, And then we were almost home when I had said something to him, and all the feelings that had probably built up, I was ready to just say, let's get divorced, just really have a tirade. And I didn't. So that's um, what I'm really excited about yesterday was that I didn't do that. Um, I was able to use tools instead. So I went for a walk and I called women in the program and then I ended up talking to my sponsor. And then within like a couple hours, instead of having all this wreckage, uh, I felt wonderful for a while and that was great. So, oops, I got lost again. So I'm really starting to try in my marriage. Um, I don't feel like I'm doing that well yet, but I'm committed to sobriety. Like, even if he leaves me, and I would not blame him, I want to stay sober. That's a huge change and progress versus, like, wanting to be alone so I can do whatever I want. Um, I'm hoping to find people in say that can relate to my particular problem, which is that I have urges to act out with other people outside my marriage, but I cannot be intimate with my husband. But I'm hoping to learn this um, in, you know, in essay and in therapy. Um, I feel like I'll definitely need God's help because I just can't seem to do it on my own. So I want to see who I can become. Um, I think I understand that for me, I have to be sober and defined here in order to have a chance. 
I really struggle with intimacy in my marriage, with my family. I don't even really have friends except in the program, um, but I'm going to start pursuing that. I did go for coffee recently with a woman in SA, and it was really fun. I really enjoyed that. Um, it really helped me to have this opportunity to speak today. I'm hoping to schedule again in a year if that's not too often because I just like having something out ahead of me to motivate me, and um, I'm hoping to, like, get working here, I'm probably going to see really good changes in myself and my relationship, especially my relationship with myself. So even if day-to-day is hard, uh, I can think, well, in a year, things will change, you know, and if I work this program, then probably for the better. So my tendency to self-hate is a really big problem for me, but I do believe that God is the answer. I might not think about God how maybe a lot of others do here, but that's okay. I really feel like the answers are here. So thank you so much for letting me share.